Pride Month. Happy Pride Gays. We did not. Happy LGBT sis. <laughs> what is up, my sisses? Sis and non sis. Uh, 525,600 LGBTs. <laughs> What's the LGBT, my tops and bottoms? That is still the funniest meme ever. <laughs> I um, still like. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I feel like we're both still recovering from yesterday. Oh my god, yesterday was a hard day. Not anything um, traumatic or anything. Just too much fun outside. Yeah, we spent a whole day on a boat. It was great. I had a good time. I found six Jello shots in my fridge. Oh, I'm gonna throw up <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> I'm just happy they were so good, though. I mean, they were good. They were strong, which is probably why I feel like this today. Yeah. They definitely don't help in terms of um, anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Gay. Um, I kept burping up jello shots all night yesterday. Oh, we love to hear it. Mm-hmm. That and then garlic from the garlic knots at the, from the pizza. Is that what that was? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I thought I it was know, just was bread. I don't know. I we need to make a deal from now on. After the boat, everyone goes home. Yeah, we're not hanging out. We're just no. going home. That's just a PSA for everybody. I Once felt you like spent I, eight hours on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> I fell home. asleep on the couch. Yeah, you did for quite a minute. I feel like. Did you wake up there at like three a.m. this morning? Mm-hmm. Kevin and I both passed out, like hard passed out. Did you, uh, did he sleep over again? Yeah, he did. He was going to like, he woke up and he's like, oh, I need to go home. And I was like, just get up early. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like he has to travel far for work once he gets home. Right. He just walks there. Uh, well, we sound very excited weekend? to film this today. <laughs> We're very excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Today's guest is a, um, our first author we've ever had on. Wow. That's a crazy. Auteur. A gay auteur. Nicholas Diodemizio. Diodemizio. Oh. I love that name. Yeah. He and I, we'll, we'll talk about it when we have him on, but we used to work together. Perfect. At I love that. Yeah. Ah, yes. Mm. The M-T-C-M-B-E-T's, sis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if we ever met in person. Mm, we might have met in person like twice. Oh, really? Because he worked in the New York office. Oh, okay. Well, that would explain some things then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, how was the rest of your weekend? You were a busy woman. It was good. I worked uh, Saturday night. Um, so much fun. Uh, I got to meet Kelsey Ballerini while doing a song, her song. So that was fun. That was really cool. Uh, did you know she was in the audience? Um, I knew about two minutes before my song started. <laughs> oh, God. But you had already chosen. No, I, 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 well, oh. a little behind the scenes story. I had picked a different mm. song and then um, they told us she was there. And so I was like, well, I love her. So I'm going to do her song. <laughs> I mean, you do her song a lot. It's not like. Yeah, I do that song a lot. But she didn't know I was going to do that song. So that was cool. I love it. And then all the videos Maybe of me, I'm like, wow, I, I what? I said what? maybe she'll come on the show. That'd be great. Um, all the videos that they posted on Instagram, I, it's mainly her, which is great, because every time they pan to me, I just look like Sasquatch walking through <laughs> like the woods. 
It's like a big You're just heavy a large gate. Woman. It's just a big heavy gate. That's all it is. Just oh God, how far into the night was that? Uh, I think it was the eleven o'clock show. So I'd already done five numbers. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You did what? Eight o'clock? Nine. Nine o'clock. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I did nine numbers. It was great. That I love it. It's fun when it's that many and that fast. It's so much more fun. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I say as, um, yeah, a seasoned queen myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, girl, when it's so busy like that. That's the LGBT. Um, do you have any plans for Pride Month? Are you trying to do anything fun and gay? I'm just being gay. That's okay. all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Normal do stuff. Any, just um, being gay. Pride purchases you're going to make. Do you buy like corporate pride stuff? Um, no, I don't. Uh, I mean, I bought Waylon a rainbow dog collar from Target, but um, speaking of, because could you stop? Because he's an LA. And um, I don't know. I feel like. I don't like uh, how commercial it is because it shouldn't be commercial. It should be. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> My brain's not working. Okay. I, uh, well, I, I will have- say Target Target did not start Pride. So, you know, y'all are a little late to the game. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I, glad I that they have that out there. To- yeah. I don't like the companies who um, pander to one side and then in other countries are not doing the same thing. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Apple or uh, some of the larger companies who have like a presence in Russia or China and don't change over because they know they'll lose eyes or mm-hmm. lose followers. Or I hate, whatever. I hate I more of, I hate more of like a, let's say a Home Depot that, changes their logo to like a rainbow logo just for the month, but then donate millions of dollars to anti-LGBT corp, uh, funds and stuff like that. Politicians. Uh, yeah. Crazy shit like that. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, I was at uh, Walmart the other night looking for something and I hate, I hate going to a Walmart to begin with, but um it was the only place I could go where I was looking for like water shoes <laughs> for the boat. And there were like an, it was an aisle and they put little tiny rainbow flags on all of like the, uh, in caps. And I was like, what, what are you doing? Pay your workers better. Don't put up tiny little rainbow flags. <laughs> I will say, um, someone who, as someone who works for a large corporation, um, they have like a lot of these people have like employee resource groups that plan mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff. So like mm-hmm. they go through like some gay person at the company is involved in the planning of it. So I don't know. I I don't know. So like if I, I, I mean, like, yeah. There's just things I, that I, I appreciate corporations that are you know doing the work. Yeah, but no. then turn but when like Comcast, like we get it. You're turning around and donating millions of dollars. AT&T yeah. does it, you know. So, are we? Do you really want us, or do you do you really support gays, lesbians, uh, everything else, or are you just trying to profit off of a month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a fine line for sure. Yeah, um, but I do enjoy the fact that um, I'm seeing rainbows more often, so that's nice. Yeah, it's kind of a Catch-22, I guess we'll call it. (laughs) Uh, 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 All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll bring on our our guist. Yes. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all in a minute. See? All right. Welcome back. Hello. I'm back. I'm here. Are you? Um, I'm not going to stop talking about how dark it is in your camera. I... <laughs> I I'm kind of embracing it now. Like I feel like I'm finally living out my 14 year old hot topic fantasy. 
You're just the specter of Tracy, just like oh, oh just there's right all here. kinds of me. The best part is that it's obviously so dark right here, but I'm wearing a Dixie Chicks t-shirt. So like what? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Who we can am see I? that. We can see the album <laughs> part of the album cover. I mean, um, am I allowed to talk or do I have to wait to be? Yeah, well, let's bring on our guest. Sorry. Because um, I wanted to comment. That's my favorite Dixie Chicks album. Mine I mean, too. But, oh my God. It's my favorite. Know? Yes. And I the live them. at um, the live concert where they did the oh, whole album. The live uh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the VH1 one. Yeah. I yes. uh, may have An watched it recently. With, oh, <laughs> so fucking good. It's so um, good. <laughs> so the, the person you hear on the line that's not me and Tracy is our guest today, um, author Nick DiDemis. How are you? Yes. Hello. Welcome. I'm so good. I'm so like thrilled to be joining today. Um, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm absolutely so absolutely. Um, so Nick and I used to work together at Viacom many many moons ago, and so <laughs> so I, many moons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the biggest difference is that I'm gay now. So <laughs> I mean, you were always love this. <laughs> I will, you know, it's funny. I would love to hear from your perspective because I, um, I had no idea at the time, but I feel like I was very like, um, like my whole brand in the office was being like the gayest of the gay. Cause there were a lot of gays Mm -hmm. that in, you know, (laughs) in the office, but I feel like I took it to like a gay chaos level. Um, so so wait, so, but uh, you were also in another, so we only saw each other virtually. Right. Yeah. I was trying to um, think, I don't know if we ever met each other in person. I don't think we did. I, you know who I met? Well, I guess I shouldn't be naming. Well, <laughs> call them like it's a call through, podcast. Call out podcast. <laughs> go through all the names of like the Nashville <laughs> office. <Yeah. laughs> like uh, I'm sure the audience would love to know. Um, but I met a couple of people, but I don't think you, cause I think by the time you came to New York, I might've already left. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the time when you were still there, only like the managers and above traveled. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm, um, I'm, I, I probably can guess who you met, but <laughs> I have a question, Mike. Did you have that hair when you worked at Viacom? <laughs> the purple hair? No. Your bright purple hair? <laughs> no. There um, was no. Yeah, the hair was very subdued. Yeah, mm-hmm. clean cut, dark brown, standard. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, there were, I mean, there, there weren't a lot of gay people in the Nashville office to begin with. Um, Cody Allen had just come out. Um, so that's like the one like personality in the office. Um, but we had such a small, like the, the team that we were on was so small. Um, Mm -hmm. and at the time it was like, everyone had families and then there was, me and yes. maybe one other person that was like I remember yeah. thinking about how all of you in the Nashville office were so young like the same age cuz we were all like at the coordinator level we were like early mm-hmm. to mid 20s and like everyone in the Nashville office was married i was like wow they really <laughs> they get started early down there yeah it's um, the southern thing to do <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or the closeted <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say I know from experience, but <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but you um, left, and I, at the time you were you had always kind of been aspiring to be an or aspiring to be an author. Um, I remember when you True. left, you you wanted to you left to be a writer, right? Yeah. So I I left. Um, I mean, I was horrible in that job. Uh, <laughs> just to start with that you know it was like I was not only horrible but I was like obnoxious about not wanting to be there so even um Neil who I adore and we still talk who I think he was your boss at one point right Mm -hmm. yeah um so he was great he had us do this like exercises like everybody on the team I don't know if he had you guys do it in Nashville but it was like you had to like write out like what your goals were for like next year and then like two years down the line and three years. And so so mind you, I was not quitting. I had no other thing lined up, but like for this evaluation thing, I literally wrote in my like one year, two year goals. I was like to not be working here and to be (laughs) writing professionally. And 
like I was so I was like <laughs> such a nightmare <laughs> employee. Um, well, at least you were honest. <laughs> I was very honest, which he respected. Um, yeah, that's and, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I love that. So I just um, don't want to yeah. be here. I don't. Am <laughs> I doing this? Gross. It it was exactly that. Um, but you yeah, know, I, find I don't know if we ever did that, but he definitely was like, make sure your resumes are updated. And if you're not happy here, look around like he was. Very yeah. much like. I love that. I love that. He's like, if you're not happy here, leave. Like, I don't yeah. care. That's amazing. He was very, yeah, he was very like, would support any journey that you felt was necessary. Um, so, yeah, no, I left in 2014 or no, actually, it was 2015. Um, and I went to work at a startup website, uh, called Mike.com and it was just like the height of like viral internet writing, like backed by venture capital. So like my idea for leaving was that I wanted to like grow my platform and like build a following to be able to start writing books. Um, but it was pretty misguided because, you know, at a site like that, you had to just like churn out bullshit, like takes and, you know, it was like, yeah. I was only there for like a year and a half and it was fucking miserable. I, was like <laughs> I didn't. Buzz, it's kind of BuzzFeed light, right? It's kind of the yeah. vibe of Mike. Yeah. It was like BuzzFeed, but like with really trying to like get the, um, you know, like the, the outrage segment of the internet oh, okay. and like lots of like calling shit out and like, like granted the stuff I wrote for them was, I was always like more, um, trolling <laughs> like, like they would tell me to write one thing and i would just like write another i'm really like making myself sound like the worst employee at every job i've ever had but um but yeah it was uh it it but it was good i mean i had a good like team there and um an editor who i loved and so there was some stuff that i i put out during that time that i was proud of but um but yeah it was in retrospect it was crazy that i left like the security of like you know, Viacom to, to mm-hmm. work at this like, you know, kind of trashy startup that ended up going under. <laughs> I, that was run. my next question. Is it still existing? <laughs> um, you know, it exists. I think, well, so what happened was actually there's some tea. Um, and I wrote like a long, <laughs> so, um, I wrote a long thing about how it ended up, um, going under basically so I left they fired me and my entire section and my editor and the other staff writers uh in short because because of one of my trolling articles they they had asked me to write like a straight up uh post about earth day because they wanted like some earth day traffic Mm -hmm. but I was like what the fuck am I gonna write about earth day so I wrote a um collection of earth day sex tips instead (laughs) and it was like the it was literally like and they were not even like um you know it wasn't even like good it was like just like rub a patch of moss on your partner's vagina like that like those like like those were the sex tips (laughs) it was they were just so out there and like insane or like another one was like, remember um, when drilling into a tree, make sure that you use enough lube. <laughs> yes. It was, Oh, it was like use mud and rainwater as lube. Like, Oh God. Just, in, <laughs> like, like, mm. just crazy shit. Um, so anyway, they ended up. So like my editor, she was like very, um, you know, she understood my frustration. And so she would just approve a lot of like the, the bananas shit that I would write because like, she kind of agreed with me that the stuff they wanted us to put out was stupid. So, um, anyway, that, so they ended up cutting the entire section because I kept doing shit like that. Um, and, (laughs) and so then fast forward to two years later, uh, they, I don't know what the situation was with like the venture capital funding or whatever, but, they um they mismanaged their shit and they um you know they bought like a huge floor in the world trade center like they were like getting too big for their britches yeah it was a whole thing so at some point it just they weren't they realized they were never going to become profitable 
Um, so they laid off the entire company um, and it basically stayed with the two founders were the only two people left. And then they sold it to Bustle Digital Group. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So now it, I think it still exists, but as like kind of a shell of what it used to be. And I don't know. But um, so, yeah, that was a it was a journey. Yeah. So from there, <laughs> then you, did you decide to try to focus on writing your own like yes. book or just you're on your own in general or um so yeah basically the i so i had written a book when i was at mtv um which ended up not going anywhere which was kind of why i took the job at mike's i was like uh let me see if you know i could write professionally and then maybe i'll get interest from an agent mm-hmm. that never ended up happening so after mike i was unemployed for like nine months wrote another book um tried to make that book happen and it didn't really go anywhere, but it did get me an agent, but, um, but, but it, she was never able to get it published. Uh, so, so then I took on like a few, I went to a few other day jobs. Um, and then after like a, a year of trying to make that last book happen, um, I basically decided like I would write this book, the one that just came out, um, but I would write it really quick because I was so sick of like writing entire books <laughs> and like seeing <laughs> yeah. them go nowhere, which is like how that industry is. Like you, um, you know, if you're a first time author, like no publisher is going to buy your book unless it's written. Um, mm. So I like churned this one out pretty quickly, like the first draft. Um, this was like in 2019. And thankfully it ended up selling and um we and James Patterson read it like when it was in the acquisitions phase. And so he committed to giving us this like amazing cover blurb. Um, and that, that was, was kind of so how the cool. deal. I was going to ask was... what was your reaction to James Patterson, this like very well-known author praising your book. It was so surreal because I, at that point I had had like, you know, I don't know, seven years of rejection under my belt. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it was like the opposite of, like, granted, there would be the occasional publisher or agent or someone who would, like, say, like, how much they loved it, but but for whatever reason, it didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this book, it was just, uh, you know, it was like a flip of um, going from, like, just total rejection and, uh, non-interest to like, oh, by the way, you know, James Patterson got a hold of it and he loved it. And so he wants to give you a blurb. And, and you know, that was ultimately, I think, what sold it um, for the publisher was that they knew they would have his support behind it. So, um, that's incredible. yeah, it was a very surreal moment after all the years of like <laughs> failure and delusion and being like, am I like fucking crazy? Like, why am I pursuing this goal? <laughs> Um, so, so it was is like, this really um, what I'm meant to do? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a much welcome moment of validation for once. I um, love that. So the book is called burn it all down. Um, how would you, do, so Tracy and I have both started, I'm halfway through the audio book. Oh, um, oh my God. I how, love the narrators. Oh my so God. Great. She's, I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> the voices are fantastic. The mom's right. voice it's cracks me up so um, much. And when what? he does Nona, I always hear um, Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls, which yeah. is like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Every line uh, should start with picture it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> New Jersey, 2018. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How would you describe the book? Uh, so I would describe it as a, um, a mother son buddy comedy revenge caper, uh, basically following these two characters an 18 year old gay aspiring comic named Joey and his 34 year old single mom, Gia. And basically they both kind of have these well-established patterns where they only fall for toxic shitty men um relatable content you know like we all have that uh we all have that phase yeah um 
especially in your late teens, early twenties, like, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where they're at when the book opens and, um, they, when their most recent, uh, relationships kind of go up in flames, they decide to strike back for once and go on a little bit of a crime spree, you know? And, uh, (laughs) but it, you know, it escalates into a much more serious crime spree (laughs) than they (laughs) intend. So, uh, so their journey kind of unfolds from there. Um, and it's like I said, I'm like halfway through, it's fantastic so far. Um, was this what you set out to write when you, I mean, you said you wrote it kind of quickly. Um, but was this kind of what you thought was going to be the end or, you know, it was, so it was the third book that I've written. Um, so the first book I wrote was the one that I wrote when I was at MTV and I taught, like if you had worked in the New York office, you would have known all about that book because it was all (laughs) I fucking talked about. Like, (laughs) well, uh, wasn't it like a memoir or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so I probably talk. talked about it even on our yes, <laughs> meetings I, with I, Nashville. Yeah. I heard about it through the grapevines. <laughs> you know, I was just never doing work. I was just talking I, about my book. This um, is the most relatable conversation we've ever had. I don't know how many times I've like come right. home from work and been like, I don't need that fucking job. I'm not going back there. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel that so much because I did that for like, you know, a decade. Um, but, uh, so, so yeah, that book was a a memoir. So it was basically a, um, it covered like my dating history from like the ages of 17 when I first started, you know, with guys and (laughs) until like early twenties. And basically it was Mm -hmm. just like nonstop shitty men, toxic bullshit, cheating, drama, lies, um, people just like the most ridiculous stories. Um, and so, I mean, it was a fun, I, I, I mean, I was obsessed with it at the time. I thought it was so funny and so good, but obviously, you know, it was a first book. So, (laughs) so it wasn't like all that (laughs) in retrospect. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was the first one. So I always like the theme of like, why are we attracted to assholes when the nice guy is like right here. Right. Um, (laughs) that's always been a theme that I've been, uh, writing about. Um, so that, but then, you know, when I finally moved on from that, the second book I wrote was actually a coming out tale, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is always, I feel like as a gay writer, that's always a very therapeutic story to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a novel, um, and it was, you know, about this, it, it was fictionalized, but basically about my high school girlfriend and <laughs> the, you know, the ups and downs of trying to like pretend that you are, you know, attracted to this person when really you're just dreaming about Dick all day and all night. <laughs> and, and that is some relatable yeah. content. And, <laughs> that's the most relatable thing we've ever talked about. I, I wasn't going to say, but it's going to be like, I'm sure you might be able to <laughs> yeah. connect with Dick, it. Never I, thought um, about I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, and I do love that book and there, you never know that book might still have a, a chance because my agent still really loves it. And so, you know, now that this book is getting some attention, she's thinking about trying to make that one happen still. But, um, but yeah, so then this was the third book. And at, by this point I was ready. Cause like, I, I always knew I wanted to do the mother son thing because mm-hmm. how many, you know, mother daughter stories do we have out there? Like Gilmore girls and like every Natalie Portman movie from the early two thousands, <laughs> which I love all of them. Where the um, heart is, where the, where heart, the heart is, is. and um, anywhere but here with Susan oh Sarandon. Oh my god, yes! Sh- oh my god, yes! <laughs> like, so good. <laughs> and you know, I was like, I love these stories about single because I was raised by a single mom, mm-hmm. and just it's such a you know formative type of uh, relationship, especially when you're close and you uh, you know share things and you're both kind of learning together and. Um, so I knew I wanted to tell that type of story where you get the Gilmore girls type vibe, but it's a gay son. And, um, so by the time that second book was pretty much 
it had gone to acquisitions at a publisher, which is basically the final step. Like the editor wants to buy it. They just have to convince everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, so that happened in January, 2019, but, but the acquisitions board ended up rejecting it. So that was like a crushing blow. And that was the night where I was like, all right, I'm going to finish this fucking gay Gilmore girls thing. And if this doesn't sell, I'm done. I'm like Uh moving on from this writing dream. Uh, so I basically finished the draft in three months, uh, just like by waking up at 4am every day and working at night and writing all through the weekends and just like wanted to get it out. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it wasn't always, it wasn't the original vision, but, um, everything that I wrote before it definitely informed it for sure. That makes sense. Um, what, what are your inspirations? I mean, I guess you just said Gilmore Girls. Um, who are your let's? Who are your favorite authors um, when it comes to your own reading? You know, um, this is going to sound like so not literary, but um, like the first author that I really fell in love with was like Chelsea Handler. Oh my god! <laughs> like remember She's her book, writer? Yeah. <clears throat> You know, Are you there, just, God? It's me, Chelsea. It's me, Chelsea. Uh, and um, <laughs> Are You There, I, Vodka? Yeah, oh, that's Are You There, it. Vodka? Yeah. I yeah. am obsessed with her. I think she's so Same. good. Like, mm-hmm. her, so have good. You, her newest book is one of my favorite books I've ever read. It's so funny. It's so good. It's so revealing. It really just shows you who she is, and I love it. Wait, I don't think I read her late. Is it Life Will Be the Death of Me? Yeah, no. Life Will Be the Death of Me. Yeah. She talks I, about so her I, like... Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say I have it, but I haven't started it yet because I'm just like oh. always logged down. I I, that, I need to bump it up. Oh, it's uh, it's it's great. And I, I read it and then I bought the audio book because uh, I like to listen to car, uh, things in the car that aren't music most of the yeah. time, which is very and strange. And I love her but... delivery. Oh, there's a moment in that book where she's talking about a pivotal moment about her therapy session. And she like starts to cry on the audiobook recording and like, oh. it's, it's heavy, but it's so good. Oh the whole book is just so good. I'm, I'm, I'm in love with her. So <laughs> I, I can talk about so, her for hours. <laughs> oh my God. Literally same. And I actually, I remember when um, she was promoting it, she did like a very long interview on Howard Stern and mm-hmm. talked about it. And I, she started to cry during that too, which I, I remember being like, oh, this must be like a turn she's taking. Cause like her earlier books were so great and like so mm-hmm. fun and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And so I love that she's like evolved to this point where she's talking about like deeper shit and her brother, I like in her recent standup, she's been talking about like mm-hmm. how her brother died and just like these human things that, you know, is I think the power of comedy is you could talk about these things and, like acknowledge the pain, but also laugh about it. And um, so, yeah, she's a huge inspiration, like for sure. Um, other author, like David Sedaris, you know, love oh, him. Yes. He's mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Kat Marnell. I don't know if you guys, have you ever read her? I'm not familiar with her. Um, so she has a book literally always on my counter, like always on front on my bookshelf. It's called how to murder your life. Okay. <laughs> it is like so bonkers. Like she just is so unfiltered about her um prescription drug addiction uh experiences and but like she's so funny. Like she is literally mm-hmm. like writes in the voice of like a um like share from clueless or like someone who's just mm-hmm. like seems <laughs> vapid yes. on the surface, you know, but <laughs> is actually like wiser than like any of us. Um, <laughs> so uh, her book, I always like <laughs> will recommend to everybody. Cause it's just like, you wouldn't think like an addiction memoir could be so much fun, but it is so mm-hmm. much fun. Now, uh, now uh, I'm going to read that, but I'm going to be hearing share the whole time. So that's fine. <laughs> right. I just, Is this a Maxima just... commercial? Or what? <laughs> oh my God, I was just going to say, it was his 50th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I had to haul ass to the kitchen, <laughs> rearrange Rates the place settings. <laughs> and at the end, it was like, oh the more, God. the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> 
because it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> we just have to do the whole speech at this point. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact about me is no one will watch Clueless with me because I recite it word for word like I'm singing a song as oh my the God, movie's we are- going. We're oh, the same person. I, I that's agree. what I do. I think so. <laughs> I, oh, that, I can do the Golden Girls, all of them. Like, I'm uh, obsessed. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. So, like, this is the perfect podcast for me to be on, mm-hmm. clearly. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's tar- target audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the perfect mesh point, really. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Mike, have you ever watched Clueless? Yes, it's been a long time, though. Oh, okay, I, so no. Uh, so you're <laughs> not a quoter. A smile and nod is your quoting. <laughs> oh, my God. There, there are actually, and this is going to be great, when you keep reading, there are a few Clueless references in Burn It All Down, and they're not, um, they're not like, named, so... It, you really like you'll only get them if you like know every line of the movie. Oh my god! Uh, which I love that they even let me do that. I thought for sure they were going to be like, you need to add context. But I, right. <laughs> I was very much like, no, let's just let them be a nugget for people who love Clueless and you know I everyone love else. That. I love. That. I can just see it now. Like one of them just going, no shit. You guys got Coke here. (laughs) It's like not that line, but it's a similarly iconic line. Perfect. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm going to get a text at like 2 a.m. Like I found it. (laughs) You probably will. You probably will. Page. I won't give the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited. You are when you're writing books like like this with fiction, um, do you take real world people and like mold them into the characters or do you try to avoid that because you have people who are like, what like you did with my character? <laughs> you said I had brown hair and I have dark blonde hair. <laughs> you know, that is such a good question because um, I feel like it's unavoidable. Like anyone who says that they, you know, are like writing fiction and they're like totally, Oh, this character just like sprung from my mind. And like, mm-hmm. there's so, like, I feel like that's impossible, but you know, cause we, if like you're trying to put a personality to someone and see how this person would react to this thing and what they would say to this. And you're just naturally going to go with what you know or what you've experienced. And so it's going to be nine times out of 10, it's coming from some, someone that you knew. Um, that said, so, so yeah, like with this book, definitely, you know, I think the starting off point was for the main character was, you know, me circa mm-hmm. 15 years ago <laughs> and my mom circa 15 years ago. Um, but I, once I started writing, you know, they totally took off onto their own thing. And, you know, I incorporated other people that I've known that felt like, um, that, you know, I, I added other elements. So I wouldn't say there's any character that's like a hundred percent inspired by a real life person, but there's definitely pieces of people. Although, you know what? Some of the ex-boyfriends, um, (laughs) are like (laughs) verbatim exes that I've had, like the, you know, like the Uh, asshole character. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) if you, if you ever need any ex-boyfriend inspiration, let me send you a bunch of stuff. I've got some, I've got some fucking doozies on that one. Oh my God. I feel like there could be a whole part two where we just swap stories. Oh honey. Yes. Toxic exes. (laughs) The worst. It's a recurring segment. It's an epidemic, truly. Yeah. <laughs> I used um, to say, uh, I used to say, like, if we could just take ex-boyfriends and, like, anybody that's kind of, like, a douche all the time, <laughs> could we just send them to, like, an island where they can just, like, douche together? Like, that's... Yes. That's just be douche... Douche island. Douche city. Yeah, douche island. Yeah. That's douche all I want island. them to do. <laughs> I call it so douche island? And you get Absolutely. there, like, by riding a douche canoe. Yes, a douche canoe, <laughs> and- exactly. <laughs> That phrase has been said. I have never heard that before, but I was emailing with a, a, a future guest and they were like, I'm sorry, I was being such a big douche canoe. And I was like, I have never heard that before. I would have, I could have sworn that I've said that around you before. I have never heard that before. Oh my God, it's, it's in the book. I was going to say, doesn't Joey call I, Luke a douche canoe? 
Yeah, it's towards the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. He does. And I, I normally don't remember like every line that I write, but my, um, like after the book came out, I got like a random email from my stepmom <laughs> who was so lovely. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm loving it so far. Douche canoe, LOL. I wish I had that phrase 20 years ago or something. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I hope she doesn't think I invented douche canoe. <laughs> like, I don't want to take credit for like you know, such an iconic <laughs> insult. She's going to make t-shirts that just change. She's She's like, what a creative. He's so smart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Do you involve your family in like the, the process, like as beta readers? You know, I, I don't, I, I, I think with this book, I probably could have sent an early copy to my mom just to like, get her okay but i also mm-hmm. didn't want like any outside you know i because i i knew it was gonna it, it's totally fictional mm-hmm. um so yeah i didn't invo- involve anybody but i did give her an advanced copy like once the publisher um came out with those like they're like basically paperback editions that are for like the press yeah um so i gave her one of those and she read it and um you know she she loved it in the end, but she said there were certainly like <laughs> certain parts that were a little like triggering to, to oh, realize to some like memories, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but thankfully, you know, she ended up loving where the story went and, you know, she could appreciate that it's, you know, inspired by real events, but not. I love yeah, that. 100%. Not a, not a carbon copy. Exactly. <laughs> we love poetic license. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about the the audiobook. How much input do you have in that? Like did you audition people to like you be know, the voice? Like how does that work? I got to be honest, I got so fucking lucky with that situation because I was not involved at all. So basically, okay. um you know, I mean, I think some public every publisher varies. Um, I think with mine, um, it's very much like if I, if like me as the author, I wasn't like saying anything about it. Like I wasn't asking them to be involved. So they kind of just went ahead and, you know, did what they were going to do. So I didn't actually, um, hear it until it came out. (laughs) Oh, wow. So like on release day, I was like, let me just buy my own book on audible and and listen to it. (laughs) And, and I was a little nervous because the, um, you know, the narrator like didn't have like an Italian last name. So I was like, is he going to like be able to do all of the, you know, cause there's some New Jersey slang and, you know, <laughs> certain things, Italian pastries. And, yeah. and then you got Nona who's like throwing around uh, Italian slang. So I was nervous that like, I didn't know how he was going to navigate all of that and like everyone's mm-hmm. different voices, but like, thank God, like, once I started listening to it, I was like, this is perfect. He's, like, doing everybody's voice spot on. Um, and so I feel like I got really lucky um, with, like, it's, such an amazing talent to to be narrating. Yeah, he's great. He, um, I have family in New Jersey, and I was like, well, this is spot on. He knew exactly yeah. what he was doing here. Right. <laughs> Some of the phrases, I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't heard this since I was at my aunt's house years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I need to ask him, like, where he, if he has, like, a New Jersey uh, connection or if he's just that good at, like, doing his research. <laughs> that would be impressive. I would yeah. be I would be impressed by that for him just to be like, no, I just pulled it out of thin air. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is so fun. Uh, I've always wanted, that was one of my goals when I was a, in college was like, I want to be on SNL and I want to do voice acting. And then I realized like, no, it's not for me. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) I wouldn't know where to start, but I feel like I had similar goals. Like I used to dream about like SNL and like, well, stand up. Like, have you ever done stand? Well, cause you do like drag, right? So that's right. I do. Um, I, I have written stand up before, but it's, um, we, it's, it usually takes the wayside or it goes to the wayside just by like trying to make drunk white women laugh. Like that's <laughs> really all drag. <laughs> that's the best part of my drag is I can so make it, it 
bachelorette party giggle. So that's fun for me. <laughs> is that, I'm, I'm actually curious, is that stuff like, like always improvised or do you have like bits that like are in the arsenal or is it kind of just like going it's, with the flow? It's definitely probably 95% improvised. I've written a, fu- I've written so a couple fun. jokes to kind of lead off with, but not right. anything like sometimes it just happens in the moment where I'm like, Oh yeah, we get that. <laughs> That's right. where we'll go with that. So, I mean, the other night we had a bachelorette party and sh- the bride brought her mother and her future mother-in-law. And I said something like, um, did he glaze your face like a Krispy Kreme donut? And what the fuck? <laughs> she, both of their, both of the mothers were like, <gasps> so if you want an idea of what my humor is, it's very disgusting. Right. <laughs> oh my God. I love, wait, so literally the book that I'm working on now, mm-hmm. which is done, but I'm editing it. And, um, it's, it takes place. It's like a wedding comedy and it basically follows a bachelor party and then a bachelorette party and then the wedding and the common denominator at all three events is the gay best friend. Um, oh, work. So, the, <laughs> so, that. but the bachelorette party scene has a whole gay club, um, you know, segment where there's a drag queen who like does her number. I might have to like send it to you for fact checking to make sure. Okay. I would love that. That would be amazing. I would definitely do that. Um, <laughs> Because it was so fun to write, but I was like, my, I don't know if I'm, because, you know, I haven't been to like, I've been to enough where I kind of had like some basic, uh, you know, idea of what, (laughs) what would be said. I would um, say the more offensive you can make it, so I would go with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of times, uh, a couple of the other queens that are on the microphone, they're just straight up making fun of them for coming to a gay bar. Yeah. Or like, oh, that was I love when you're here this night is not about you anyways. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That was kind of the vibe I went with in the book where she, she was like, oh, look at this gaggle of basic bitches and then (laughs) like started roasting them (laughs) from there. But I was like, I don't want to make, you know, I didn't want to make it like too, too, too mean. Um, I would would say make it mean. Cause that's what, (laughs) that's what it's like to be a drag queen when you are on stage and these girls, and I know they're having a good time. There's nothing wrong with them being there, but like, Sometimes right. they don't respect the space and, and that goes for anyone really um, right. respecting people's performances in space. But um, I had a, the other night I had someone tip me, tip, they tipped me a dollar and a post-it note that said, buy the bride a drink. And my immediate response oh. was, no, no, I'm working. You buy me right. a drink. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Sometimes you just have to like be a little bit mean to them so that yeah. they understand like this is not a fetish for you to visit once in your life. Like this is right. our real life. Like And like who has like a post-it note and a pen just like and that's that's was, some shit. I, I don't, <laughs> women are crazy and I love them for it. <laughs> <laughs> Princess always says, uh, if I do or say anything that offends you, you can get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite things. And then uh we have another drag queen, her name's Obscenity, and she says, uh, what did she say the other night? She said, um, flash photography is encouraged. I did not spend two hours putting on 25 pounds of makeup for you to take a dark ass photo of me to share with your friends later. <laughs> I was like, Damn. <laughs> me. You know what? <laughs> You gotta love the uh, the unfiltredness, though. That's amazing. Oh, I'm absolutely! Obsessed. It's it, it makes it more fun that way. This whole conversation is making me like want to go. Like, I, I can't tell you the last time I've like been to a bar or a club, or like I've been to bars plenty, but right. <laughs> to, to like a gay bar, <laughs> like where there's a whole like you know drag moment happening. Mm-hmm. Also, side note, I don't even know if you knew this, Mike, but I. Literally 10 years ago, I lived in Nashville for a summer, so only three months. Um, But I used to go to those two bars when I was down there. Um, Playing Tribe. Tribe, yeah. I went to play like once. Um, (laughs) Is that still what the scene is, or is there more? Oh, yeah. That's that's where I work. That's who I'm. Yeah, that's my job. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm the oh trivia host. I'm the trivia host for Tribe and Play, and then I also um, MC here and there, and then I perform at both of those places. 
Oh my god! And are those still mm-hmm. like? I remember it was like those two, and then there was like a lesbian bar somewhere. Oh, lipstick. Like in yeah. East Nashville. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Is, that, is it literally just those three still? There's, uh, there's, um, a, there's a few more now. Yeah. But there's, there's like it's, canvas. Um, yeah. There's a new. The newest place is called Peckers. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, great. Great. I love, um, I love that name. <laughs> I just yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of remember Tallywhackers? The it was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be like the male hooters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That, that's what that reminds me that's of. That's hilarious. Tallywhackers. Well, there's that bar in Atlanta, the male strip club called uh Swinging Richards, and I think about it all the time. <laughs> the oh yeah, was it, it was there a document? No, maybe not. Um I think anyway. there might have been a documentary about Swinging Richards. I feel like I've heard of this bar. I've seen a documentary about mm-hmm, some mm-hmm, gay bar in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> it might have involved Swinging Richards. Um, <laughs> There's a, a, a male strip club now in Nashville. Mm, uh, what? It's definitely ge- yeah, it's geared towards bridesmaids. Um, uh, but like a month ago, they had a giant golden dick going down... <laughs> Um, Broadway. Sorry, you're drinking. <laughs> but it was like, um, and that now it's it's stationed at the strip club, and it's like a, a mechanical bull. You ride the giant dick. But it's a big giant dick. Is mm-hmm. it like a full on, like it has a dick vein and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's real veiny. It's gross. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, and it's just out there. Wow. Uh huh. Well, they they, yeah, a, they did like a tour on Broadway, but now it's like permanently at the strip yeah. club. So you can and right, get uh, a ride. <laughs> What is it they have on, going on right now? It's oh Bonnaroo. Oh, instead of Bonnaroo, they have Bonnaroo right now. Oh yeah. my God, I'm here for Bonnaroo. And they follow I, they follow me on Instagram. I have no oh. idea. <laughs> it's part of like the hustler brand of strip yes. clubs. Yeah. Oh, Do you wow. know where that strip club is? Used to be the world's largest adult bookstore. Oh, that. so that's on brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. So that means Miranda's is gone. Miranda's is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to buy your uh, video head cleaner, you've got to buy it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you do in your free time, Nick, when you're not writing books? Oh, my goodness. You know, it's going to sound so boring because I literally, like, we moved. <laughs> um, so, in like for the past six years I was living in New Jersey, hence the book, you know, being very Jersey. Uh, but in September, my boyfriend and I bought a house in Saratoga, um, New York. So, which is like super upstate. So basically, um, our lives are very much like, you know, we're either working, uh, me writing and him, you know, working from home or we're like <laughs> at a casino <laughs> playing like Kino and blackjack, you know, <laughs> j- or like betting on the horses. Mm-hmm. Um, just basically the retiree life of a lot of golf. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what I see on your Instagrams. You guys are always playing golf, <laughs> always golfing. I, you know, I'm luckily I'm like getting better. It's one of those things where like, so I, I never golfed before we, I met him, but he's like a golf fanatic. And so like the first like four years of our relationship, it was just painful me being on the course. <laughs> it's fucking I, hard. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> no. But like now I'm finally able to like get through a round and I, you know, and like, track my score and not just like max out on every hole. So (laughs) that's been a fun journey. Um, and you know, that's pretty much all we do is like drink and gamble and golf. Um, that sounds great. (laughs) It's really feels like the retiree life, which is, I, I would love that. (laughs) Is there uh, much of a gay scene in Saratoga? You know, not so well, it's funny because we used to always come here in the summers because like they have the horse racing and everything. And um mm-hmm. we noticed like downtown they do have like little rainbow um things during Pride Month. Um okay. so there's like a gay presence, but like there's no gay bar or anything of that nature, which is why we're so out of touch. I mean, at least when we were in Jersey, we had um there was like a 
we had like a gay bar, which was like a kind of a craft beer bar, lots of like bears type of a vibe. And then we had a gay Mike's club, place. which was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you Pine would yeah. love it. If you're ever in Jersey city, <laughs> go okay. to Pint. Um, <laughs> and so we like loved that bar. Um, and then there was a gay club where we would go if we wanted to like, you know, really gay it up and have the whole experience. And that's like all you need is just like a couple. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we don't have that here. So I think, you know, I don't know where we would go. I think probably Albany, which is like the capital, you know, they probably have mm-hmm. some kind of gay nightlife, but also COVID. So like since we moved here, like now things Ugh. are starting to open up. So hopefully, right? hopefully we can explore, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're exploring. Um. We're exploring. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, have you ever been to New Jersey or New York? Um, I went to New York City, <laughs> New York City, uh, years ago. <laughs> um, uh, but not as not as like a fun adult. Like not, uh, you know, I had an itinerary. I couldn't really uh, do anything fun. So are, you, are you both Tennessee natives, or what was this? I'm a Tennessee native. My uh, my parents got are from. East Tennessee, like the mountain area, because they're mountain people. And uh, my dad was in the military, and he got stationed in Texas. And then my when my mom was pregnant with me, we moved to East Nashville. So I've been here since I was a baby, baby. So oh wow! So you've seen it grow from. It's literally a different town that I than I grew up in, because like downtown Nashville, there were probably four to five tall buildings. Um, right. and now there's, we had the most cranes the last two years than any other large city. So, I mean, it's a completely oh. different town. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Even from 10 years ago when I was there, I feel like if I were to go now, it would, I wouldn't recognize oh, yeah. you would not, re- you wouldn't recognize it. Yeah. The streets yeah. are the same, but all of the housing is different. All of the buildings are completely different. Um, wow. I work at a, I do hair during the week and the salon that I'm in, uh, 10 years ago was just like a gravel lot. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, it's, it's completely That's different. Yeah. 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 It's the crazy um, thing. I, I'm originally from Chicago. Um, and I moved. I did not know that. Yeah. I guess uh, we've never I, really had a chance to like talk no. outside of, you know, the <laughs> Neil meetings. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to, uh, catch up or I want to come up. Um, I'm going to be seeing my aunt. Sometime in August, but that's not anywhere near you. She's oh. in North Jersey. Um, oh. But um, well, yeah, if you're Chicago, right, yeah. Here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, there's like a, a three-second delay, and so I'm trying to anticipate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that why I have the warning warning? Uh, no, I, oh. I don't know what it is. Um, oh, my God. It's, it's, not, a, it's not I y'all. can tell. <laughs> Y'all sound totally fine to me, but then when I start talking, I'm like, it'll take them a moment, and now they're hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, yeah, professional. I'm from Chicago, and I moved here. <laughs> I moved here to go to college uh, in 2007. So I've been uh, here ever since. Yeah. Um, wait, where'd you go, Vanderbilt, or uh, what's uh, the other Belmont. one? Belmont. Mm-hmm. Belmont. Trying to live my music business dream. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and what do you do now? Days. You have a podcast with a drag queen. <laughs> I still kind of, I mean, I work in entertainment. But That's true. With so true. many people that we know and love, yes. or that I know <laughs> and love from, it's, it, the journey of life is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought, you know, uh, like eight years ago that. <laughs> yeah. That you, hundred, well, yeah. A, that. <laughs> <laughs> that I would be hosting a gay podcast and having you on to release your new book. <laughs> right. It's like a full circle. Yeah. Journey. Uh, that we, I'm going to tell gonna the ask, team. I was going to ask Nick, uh, earlier you were talking about when you were like really ganging it up in the office. All oh, I could yeah. picture was that gif of that guy going, move, I'm gay. Was that you? That <laughs> was definitely you, yes. wasn't it? <laughs> that, was, that was fully fully like i i probably like quoted that gif if it was around back then i don't even know 
but I feel like that was, <laughs> it was like my brand. It was like that time. And you know, like everyone goes through that phase where like mm-hmm. gay is their only brand. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing like, I enjoy more than gay. Like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, I was fully just like, yay, gay penis. <laughs> me. <laughs> yes. No, Cheryl, I'm not going to your stupid baby shower. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what I was going to say. I've lost it. Um, <laughs> You're just shocked and appalled right now. Just our, terrified. Our shared history and all the people yeah. that we. Oh have. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, if you tell the the office, be sure to tell Ray that. Um, well, you know what's actually funny. I sent him a signed copy of the book because um, we were like DMing or something and he was like, I want my sloppy like (laughs) my copy signed. (laughs) Whoa, Freddie slip. (laughs) I want my sloppy copy. (laughs) My sloppy copy. (laughs) Um, So we love... I mean, that sounds like something Ray would say. Honestly. Well, it's so funny because he was, um, you know, for anyone who didn't work at Viacom in 2014, uh, he was a, um, like an older gay, you know, like the wise gay total. Um, and so I would always have like these emotional meltdowns in his office and just like shut the door. And like, I I was like, didn't even check if he was like busy or working. I would just like barge in, shut the door and like, start like, you know, venting. Um, so I feel like he he was such a like lifesaver lifeboat for me during that period that um you know I had to send him a signed copy. So I don't know if he's read it or not yet, but you'll I'm sure you'll be able to find out when you yeah. when you tell him that I was on the pod. <laughs> yeah, so I, I told the team you're coming on the pod. And it's funny you said that about Ray, because when I came out, he messaged me and was like, gave me kind of the rundown and was like uh, a father like that you know you need to go get tested you need to use con- like all these things and yeah. then it was like well are you a top or a bottom and what is that <laughs> and i have like a full safe conversation because he was so nice and so like if you need anything yes. like just let me know and like has been he we talk all the time especially now that we're on the same team uh um, right but he's always my person that I will bitch to, and then he'll talk me down off a ledge. Like a Tuesdays oh. with Laurie kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tuesdays with Ray. He's just yeah. a sassy, <laughs> sassy gay uncle. I yes. love that. Yeah. We all um, need. Um, and we're actually, so Tracy's going to be, we're, well, we'll talk about this later, actually, because I can't talk about it online. <laughs> It's a secret. <laughs> yeah. So um, intrigued. Yeah. Um, well, we've already run out of time, actually, so that's actually perfect. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, Nick. This has been wonderful. Yes, um, thank you so much. Wait, thank you guys so much for having me. This was, like, the most fun. I, like, oh, good. You know, I've done so many virtual events um, and, mm-hmm. you know, love all events, love everybody. But, you know, sometimes it can be a little, like, awkward or stuffy or whatever and um this was just a total joy oh good okay. just a total you Thank know you. kiki moment Absolutely. i love a kiki that's our goal is <laughs> <laughs> just record a fun conversation you know absolutely um, so what are your socials where can people find more information about the book all that fun stuff oh my god so many options there's twitter uh at ct nicholas uh, Instagram at Nick DiDomizio Books, website NicholasDiDomizio.com, um, Google, burn it all down, book, and you will find <laughs> everything you need and more. Um, and uh, yeah, so thanks in advance to anyone who's listening. Who Absolutely. You know. I love that. Um, we had um, Miss Juicy on from Little Women Atlanta <laughs> um, like a month ago. And when we asked her, well, what are your socials? She goes, just Google me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my that's what I'm saying next time. <laughs> yeah. 
in uh, that same case. Oh my god. You gotta <laughs> yeah, say exactly. it like Miss Juicy. Miss Juicy right. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did not Tracy. listen to that episode, but I oh. that will be what I listen to next. Oh, she's uh, she's just like a just a joy. I loved her. Yeah. She was so Speaking sweet. Speaking of gifts. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh Mike and I met her when she was at play last and um I looked at her and I was like, I'm just going to have a gay moment of excitement. So just like <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Ah, oh, thank you," and I was like, "I, hey, you don't know." I was like, I felt like a girl crying at the Backstreet Boys. That's what I was. That's who I was for like five and she seconds. She was no different on TV as she is in person. Like, yeah, she is very Love reactionary that. in her face. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a video of one of the queens has a giant dildo on her head, and <laughs> Miss Juice was just like. <laughs> Just, her fa- oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tracy, where can they find you? You can find me on all the socials and all the things at Tracy Otomy, T-R-A-C-E-Y-O-T-T-O-M-E-Y. Beautiful. And I'm still looking for a cash pig, so someone do that. <laughs> Same. Uh, you can find Why me not? at Mr. Mike Gill. And follow the pod at Gay Space Pod. Um, we've got some exciting stuff coming. Um, oh, uh, Jesus. We're doing a book giveaway. So you can read oh, that's next right. book. Oh, yeah. Um, so make sure to, what, what do we decide? You have to like the post. You have to mm-hmm. comment on it with a book emoji. And then you have to share the post. That's right. Um, and that'll yes. that'll get you entered in. Um, that's right. And then Nick and is going to sign Nick. a copy. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, and I will sign Nick. it. That'll and I'll fun. write anything the winner wants. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> the stakes too, have yeah. just been raised. <laughs> Sloppy copy. Sloppy, Sloppy copy. copy. <laughs> Actually, maybe I will. I'll just say Sloppy copy. That's going to be what go, it's yeah. signed. <laughs> <to go. laughs> we, have, we have some very um, excited listeners that write us some pretty some things that we're both like what <laughs> so I, uh, I would be careful about that i'll write whatever you uh, <laughs> some people have just sent emails full of nudes and we're like yeah okay. sure. the door oh my god i yeah. can't wait yeah. to see what this episode has conjured yeah um, yeah so yeah make sure to go check out nick and thank you so much nick it's been so good check catching yes, up with you absolutely um yeah thank you seriously awesome bye 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 bye